Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. Many shows have the good fortune to have an amazing concept, a skilled writer's room, awesome tie-ins, and great decisions from the studio. Then again, many shows weren't Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. From lackluster toy sales to high production costs to bonehead studio decisions, Captain Power was screwed from the get-go. Today we're talking about Captain Power, What Went Wrong, on the Unforgettable Luncheon. Hey, it's your old pal Steamed Hams. I hope you're ready for another unforgettable luncheon. Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future was a live-action sci-fi series that premiered in 1987. Following the adventures of Captain Jonathan Powers and the Soldiers of the Future as they battled the forces of Lord Dread and his Bio-Dread army. The show lasted for one 22-episode season and was heavily criticized for its attempts to appeal to both children and adults. The live-action violence, along with the toys that were meant to shoot at the screen, and adult themes made it somewhat inappropriate for children, while the title alone was enough to drive off adults, thinking it was strictly a kid's show and a 30-minute toy commercial. It kind of was... Coupled with the reported cost of one million dollars per episode and being sold into syndication from the start, the show was doomed. Many stations chose to run the program at about 5, 6 in the morning on Sunday mornings. I mean, you want a slot that'll guarantee crap ratings? There you go. I mean, that's what they did in my area. I could never watch the show because, well, at 6 years old, I didn't even know there was a 6 a.m. The closest I got to watching an episode was the interactive VHS tapes that came with the toys. But we'll get to those in a minute. Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future featured the adventures of Captain Jonathan Powers, leader of the Power Team, a team of soldiers with specialized power suits to battle the Biodreads, robots programmed to destroy humanity. By the year 2132, Robots called Biomechs had replaced humans in the world's armed forces, making wars pretty much pointless battles between robots that can just be rebuilt over and over again, I guess, you know? But hey, what do I know? A group of scientists, led by Dr. Stuart Power, worked to create a supercomputer called Overmind. Overmind's purpose was to override the systems controlling the Biomechs and deactivate them, thus ending war... I mean, I guess that's how it works. It only needed a human brainwave pattern to become operational. Dr. Powers' closest associate, Dr. Lyman Taggart, got impatient and was like, you know what? I ain't waiting for this shit. I want it done now. He went all Veruca Salt. I want it now! I'm a terrible singer, I'm sorry. 
and hooked himself up to the machine, giving him that brainwave and making it fully operational. He decides after this interaction that the next step in human evolution is combining humans with biomechanical bodies, you know. So, I mean, they did that in Mass Effect, spoiler alert. And, of course, Overmind becomes self-aware and goes full Skynet. Overmind and Taggart join forces to take over the biomechs and attack humanity in a conflict known as the Metal Wars. Which you would think would be an awesome battle between a bunch of good heavy metal bands, but no. It was robots versus humans. Clever name, huh? The world's governments were all like, Help us, Dr. Power! You're our only hope! He develops prototype power suits, which were exoskeleton armor with fancy-ass weapons. That got powered up by basically electrocuting yourself and yelling, Power on! And these bodysuits became armor, and then there you go. Dr. Power seemingly dies trying to save his son Jonathan from Taggart, who was also gravely wounded. Overmind decides, I can't do this shit without Taggart and repairs him with cybernetic implants, basically making him a dollar store Darth Vader, who renames himself Lord Dread. I'm dead serious. Google Lord Dread cap from Captain Power, and you'll see he looks like the worst Vader ripoff you can think of. By 2147, most of humanity was wiped out, and survivors hide out unless they want to be caught and digitized as virtual beings inside Overmind. Advanced biomechs called Biodreads, who were capable of digitizing people, and humans loyal to Lord Dread, because you would think there would not be humans loyal to them, but what do I know? Carried out the attacks. It was revealed uh, that during the unproduced second season, Overmind's secret plan was to erase humanity after all had been digitized. Gonna reformat the old hard drive and wipe humanity from existence. Nice guy! Captain Power and his team operate out of a former NORAD site in the Rockies, renamed the Power Base. Power and his team use the power suits to attack Dread's forces. They keep their location secret using teleporters called Transit Gates, and they use those to get all across North America and fight Dread's forces. Of course, at the end of of the one and only season, Old Dreddy cracks the codes to the gates and uses them to assault the base. The base is run by a supercomputer named Mentor, who is the voice and image of Captain Power's supposedly deceased father. Because what better mindfuck than to have the father you're not sure is alive talk to you via AI. Power's team consists of various specialists, such as Major Matt Hawk Nelson, the air combat specialist, Lieutenant Michael Tank Ellis, Ground Warfare Specialist, basically a frickin' walking tank, hence the name, Sergeant Robert Scout Baker, Espionage and Comms, and Corporal Jennifer Pilot Chase, Tactical Systems Expert. You would think Pilot would also be the Air Warfare person, but here we are. What do I know? I didn't write the show. Also, while we're on the subject, a Major is higher than a Captain. How the hell is Hawk taking orders from Captain Power? Now, okay, I mean, I I understand a lot of people don't understand rank structure in the military, but 
in all the branches except the Navy, Major is higher than Captain. In the Navy, Captain is like what would be a Colonel in the rest of those. But I guess the writers didn't understand how ranks worked. I can kind of understand that. So suspension of disbelief. Much of the series revolved around the various battles that the power team fought against Lord Dread while attempting to save humans under attack by the Biodreads and human sympathizers to Lord Dread. There was plenty of violence, adult themes, and someone said the word damn in an episode. I'm serious. Kids show, and they're using potty mouth. Along with sex. Yes, People kissing and or having implied adult relations off screen in a kid's show. Great. Oh, and characters died. Hell, Pilot blew herself up to eliminate the Biodreads invading the power base at the end of the season. Way to traumatize kids, Mattel. Besides the obvious action figures, of which I owned a few, ain't gonna lie, the show had tie-in toys that interacted with animated parts of the episodes, along with animated videotapes that could be purchased separately. The first tape actually did come with the X-T7 Power Jet. The other two were purchased separately. I had all three because, well, I'm fancy. The toy ships, like the Power Jet, the Dread Phantom Striker, and the Dread Interlocker, reacted to certain patterns on the screen, and you could fire the ship's laser at targets while avoiding return fire. A bit like Duck Hunt if the ducks fired back. Dude, I would totally play that. We need to figure that out. If you took too many hits and ran out of power points, which you gained by successfully hitting targets, your ship would eject the action figure that was placed in the cockpit. Then you'd have to reset the toy and keep going. So much violence. That led to parents' groups getting their undies in a bunch, which was the style at the time. Actually, still is the style, but we're not going to go into that. Over the excessive violence that the kids could partake in. You know, there wasn't, you know, laser tag and other violent-ish cartoons and video games and cops and robbers and squirt guns and BB guns. Yes, let's go after a sci-fi TV show. Parents with too much time on their hands. The toys not selling well, particularly well, uh, was another factor in the show's demise. As I said before, the ratings were shit, particularly because most of the channels would air the show at the ass crack of dawn on Sunday mornings when no kid is up, unless they're being dragged out of bed by their parents for church, which is kind of what happened to me. Poor ratings, along with the high cost of production, with it being a live-action show having pricey 80 CGI, and the toys not moving off the shelves made Mattel go, you know what? One season is enough. We're, we're good. The proposed second season would have seen Captain Power go off on his own little quest for vengeance against Lord Dread and others uh, to avenge Pilot's death. We would have seen Hawk take more of a command role in the team while Power was off doing his little John Wick action. We would have also seen Overmind plot deleting all of humanity after digitizing and loading them into his databanks and also loading secret programming into bio, the Biodread Sauron uh, to off 
Lord Dread if he suspected anything. Because Overmind realized, you know, I can't do this shit without Dread. So if he finds shit out, he's going to try to unplug me or something. So if he figures things out, we're going to have to stop him. And then my whole plan is kind of going to get flushed down the toilet. But hey, worth a shot. You know, but why do they have to end things before it got so cool? In an interview, head writer J. Michael Straczynski, who you may know as involved with a little show called Babylon 5, uh, said that the proposed end to the series would actually be Lord Dread finding about finding out about Overmind's planned shenanigans and teaming up with Captain Power to defeat Overmind. Which I kind of envision as the two of them doing the Predator hand clasp thing that uh, Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers did. And Captain Power going, Dread, you son of a bitch. Let's be honest, with the whole one dam that that show used, you know, the foul language has already been been, uh, out there. Would have been very on brand for the show. Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future had the potential to be a great show. If only the tone had been better established, it had been aired at a reasonable hour, and people bought the damn toys, we would have had ourselves a bona fide hit. You know, you can still actually find most episodes on YouTube along with the videotaped games. Um, It's pretty cool. Uh, Check them out, see for yourself. I know looking at them from the fact that they were an 80s production, it might seem kind of low rent nowadays, but... Back then, this this was highfalutin stuff. I mean, they were paying a million dollars an episode. You're going to get you some special effects. That's how I got to rewatch some episodes was YouTube. YouTube is a beautiful thing. Just stay away from the comments sections. Well, that's it for another unforgettable luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. You can find me on the social medias. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch as SteamedHams81. Be sure to spread the word about the podcast and... Do reach out to me. You can also find me at steamedhams81 at gmail.com. I don't bite very much. So do reach out to me. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. You know, tell me something you'd like to see or hear, I should say, because this is not a visual podcast. I just like hearing from people. That's it. Join me next week when we're going to talk about something nerdy.